It's Monday, the 28th of June, 2021. It's Jim. It's the world of bonds. This is for professional investors only and never, ever investment advice. Uh, a relatively quiet end to a week in which markets were still coming to terms with the two Fed rate hikes that have been put in through the FOMC's dot plot for 2023. Remember, in the aftermath of that, we had the big, big yield curve flattening in US Treasuries. Uh, between 5 and 30 year um, in, in the yield curve, there was a 40 basis points flattening um, as a reaction to those new Fed hikes put into the marketplace. Where we are today, you know, we're off the lows in yields that we saw after that. So 10 year US Treasuries are at 152, um, gilts are at 77 basis points, and the bond is at minus 16 at 10 years. Dollar is relatively flat after the big rally it saw um, over the past few weeks. Uh, but we are seeing some movement in emerging market local currencies with particularly Mexico doing really, really well and an expected rate hike there. Brazil, the Real's uh, gone below five to the US dollar. So some movement in emerging market stuff going on at the moment. On an economic view, obviously the thing we've been talking about all the time over the past month or so has been inflation and the bottlenecks and the supply disruptions and so forth. Well, there was a Goldman Sachs piece out this morning that talked about some of those bottlenecks seeming to be ending or being less severe than they were. So good news if, like me, you've been after a PlayStation 5 for a very long time. Um, You probably will have read over the weekend um, Land Rover not being able to make cars because of a lack of semiconductors. So it's having a big impact on lots and lots of different industries. They think those uh, supply shortages are starting to moderate. Uh, Not a lot of evidence for that so far, but it does look as if there's been some stabilisation in the shortages of semiconductors. Also pointing to used car prices. Remember, used car prices are up 30% year to date in the United States. Uh, Been a big driver of headline CPI numbers in the US as well. Well, since mid-May, there's been a big stabilisation in used car prices as well. They're also pointing to shipping costs globally, which appear to have peaked as well, and a huge fall in what people were were looking at very closely. Lumber, you know, used to make um, furniture, but also housing in America in a big way, and that was seen as the big kind of canary in the coal mine for what was going on in a very, very hot US housing market, as well as the other uses for, for wood in the economy. Well, that's down very, very sharply from the peak. And, you know, you talk about bottlenecks here. It's obviously not the case that you can suddenly grow enough trees in the couple of months that we've had to ameliorate any shortages in, in wood in the United States. But, you know, we are seeing new supply come on globally and it kind of points to Uh, better logistics and reopening of the global economy that's uh, led to those falls in lumber prices and probably there was some speculation on the way up and some unwinding of those positions on the way down. So putting all those things together, we have seen break-even inflation rates. This is the the expectations that the market have for inflation based on tips yields. They've been relatively steady over the past uh, couple of weeks. They're below, just below 2.5%, having been up at 2.8% in the middle of May. So that's the kind of macro picture. Not a great deal going on. Last week, we did have Bank of England meeting. Uh, the last meeting, I think, for Andy Haldane, who's always been uh, one of the most interesting central bankers out there. Um, people have criticised him for this, thinking you know too far outside of the box and having views on 
lots of uh, more esoteric issues around the kind of long-term productivity questions and technology and cryptocurrencies and all of these sorts of things. He is, he is one of the more interesting speakers from central banks around the world. Well, you know, he, he's going to be gone from the Bank of England now. Um, he's regarded as perhaps one of the more hawkish members on inflation. Um, he's written some articles recently that um, hark back to the 1970s in terms of what he fears might happen to the UK. Well, he's gone now. Um, and whilst it wasn't the most particularly hawkish of Bank of England meetings, um, people had kind of thought that it might be more hawkish than it was. There was a chance that, you know, they might reduce the amount of quantitative easing uh, on target to hit that eight, nine, five billion of QE Bank of England holdings um, over the course of the year. That hasn't changed. Um, they didn't hike rates, obviously. And in the minutes, they warned about the end of furlough and the impact of furloughs, something everyone's been nervous about. Will there be permanent scarring? Is this overhang going to go away? And they did focus a little bit on furlough in the meeting, in the minutes of, of, of that meeting. Um, remember that on Thursday this week, the furlough scheme starts to get reduced. So at the moment, Her Majesty's Treasury are paying 80% of furlough costs for firms. That falls to 70% of, of wages this Thursday. In August, it falls again to 60%. And in September, it disappears entirely. And, you know, this is obviously a, a big risk to the UK economy. We don't quite know what the impact of that is. The Resolution Foundation says that we have 2.3 million people in this country not fully working, of which um, about 1.5 million of those are on furlough. Um, the rest made up of unemployed people or self-employed people um, who aren't working as fully as they would like to. So, you know, there is a big risk that the UK economy doesn't suddenly continue this, you know, significant recovery we've seen um, over the course of this year in the way that it has done already and that perhaps uh, people aren't shouldn't be quite as optimistic as they have been. And Resolution Foundation also point to wage growth in the UK and a lot of focus on wages and whether uh, companies are able to hire as many people as they need, especially in hospitality, where you also have the Brexit effect of lots of Eastern European workers um, heading home at the start of the pandemic and not able or wanting to return to the UK because of Brexit working, uh, you know, laws effectively coming back. But, you know, wage growth of 2.2, according to the Resolution Foundation, a bit lower than the official numbers for various reasons they detail in their paper, if you go and have a look at it. Uh, but 2.2% is a third lower than before the crisis began. So, you know, no great panic about um, wage inflation coming from them. No great panic about hiking interest rates coming from the Bank of England either. Right, to finish up on, we have the lowest ever coupon for a seven-year high yield bond issued at the end of last week. It was a US healthcare company, um, came with a coupon of 2.45% for a seven year bond. They got about 2 billion of bonds out there. Um, you know, just showing how hot credit markets continue to be. The, the tightening, we're not at all time lows. So the market as a whole in high yield has a yield of 3.9%, which is about five basis points off the all time low. But we're, we're at or about all time lows in credit markets. Not a lot happening. Some people pointing to some deterioration in leverage metrics, which could point to higher defaults down the line. 
but nothing to see here uh, on, on that front for the time being and no great expectation that default rates um, accelerate dramatically either over the course of next, next year or even um, or even further out. So a few, again, to use the, the dread phrase, canaries in the coal mine around the fundamentals for high yield, but the market, market isn't buying it, still doesn't think default rates are going up yet. Have good weeks. Um, it's the 100-year anniversary of the, the founding of the um, Communist Party of China later this week, so you know, might get some, some interesting discussion around that, and uh, we'll get a speech certainly from uh, Xi Jinping later in the week. Um, so look out for that too. Bye.